Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the Michael Calderon Show. We're so glad you could join us this beautiful Tuesday afternoon, uh, June 26, 2018. And uh, with me, my co-host, Adriana. Adriana, how are you today? Good. Over here, enjoying the beautiful day. Yes. We, you know, somewhat of a break from, uh, yeah. from last week's weather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do want to I do want to give a shout out to Ava. Ava is uh is a young girl who will be walking in a wedding that I'm going to be officiating on August 5th. And uh that's a wedding for Areli and Christian. So I promised Ava that I was going to give her a shout out today. So I definitely want to give her that shout out. Um and you know, we have a special guest uh, today that I'm really excited because uh, we've been working on on getting her on the show for some time, and uh, you know we were finally able to coordinate our schedules. So I'm really happy about having uh, Noah Limberg, who's going to be joining us momentarily. Um, many of you have seen the news uh, recently. Um, I do want to pay our respects to Lesandro Guzman Feliz who a uh, 15-year-old boy who was uh, murdered in New York City. Um, six, six suspects have been taken into custody uh, on, that, on that homicide. It's a tragic, tragic killing that occurred in the Bronx, um, a case of mistaken identity by some gang members who then uh, beat him on the corner, stabbed him with a machete and a knife, um, and unfortunately he... He bled out and succumbed to his injuries uh, before making it a couple of blocks away to St. Barnabas Hospital, where his mom works. Uh, But unfortunately, he did pass away. And um, credit to the NYPD. uh, They really uh, moved swiftly and quickly to get these suspects in custody. Uh, I've been in touch with some of my friends up there, and it's just it's horrible. He was a young, young man. 15, 16 years of age, um, looking forward to being a police officer, was involved in the NYPD Explorer program, and was savagely murdered, a case of mistaken identity. So um, funeral services were happening today, and uh, vigils have been going on um, both at the funeral home as well as um, at the place of the murder which was outside of a bodega, which is a grocery store in New York City. So um, prayers and thoughts are, are with his family. Um, you know, I don't know how you recover from something like this, but uh, just a terrible, terrible crime. Um, so I wanted to uh, to definitely pay our respects to, uh, to Lissandro, also known as Junior. And you can follow the hashtag Justice for Junior, all spelled out. Justice for Junior. Um, so on to better things and better topics. Um, Noah Lindbergh, who's our guest today, and she, she's already connected. Um, she was born in Israel to a German mother and American-Egyptian father. The entire family later moved to Paris, France, where she received her formal education. And at an early age, Noah started taking modern jazz dance classes and joined an intense stage acting program. She spent most most of her teenage years juggling between shootings while completing high school. 
while working as an extra on a sitcom, Noah caught the attention of the casting director who would recruit her for the role of a poor virgin sold by her parents along French legend Gerard Depardieu. I probably didn't pronounce that name correctly, but uh, in, in the very first feature film ever entirely shot in HD, which was Vidoc, V-I-D-O-C-Q, uh, directed by Pataf. And Pataf is, is a very well-known director and um, producer. Noah graduated from the prestigious Paris Dauphine University with two master's degrees, one in business and one in law. She then decided to move to the United States to pursue her dream and passion of becoming an actress. Noah has held lead roles in commercials for major brands and products. She's also been cast in music videos alongside international pop stars such as Enrique Iglesias, Pitbull, Shaggy, and Nick Jonas. She even landed a principal role on Star's show Magic City alongside Jeffrey Dean Morgan. She's also known as the lead in the famous automated selfie stick viral promo for Unreal Season 2 on Lifetime. Besides acting, Noah is also a voiceover talent and has her own show, All Access, that she hosts for iHeartRadio, in which she interviews various international pop stars. Noah speaks English, French, Hebrew, German, and thanks to living in South Florida and watching South Park, some Spanish. So you can connect with her on social media and also visit her website at www.noahlindberg.com. So I'm excited to have her here today. I know you are too, Adriana. So let's let's bring on Noah. And uh, Noah, we thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Hi, guys. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on the show today. I'm excited. Absolutely. Thank you so much for agreeing to uh, to come on the show. And uh, so many things I want to talk to you about. And um, So many things I'm glad... I want to talk about. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. And I'm so glad that, uh, that this is a five-hour show today because we'll have time to talk about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kibitzing oh, with you, Noah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I could. I didn't schedule it, but I could <laughs> eventually. Thank you. That you know what? That's the right attitude. Yeah, that is absolutely. the right attitude. So, <laughs> Noah, let's talk about let's talk about the beginning. Let's let's. Um, you were born in Israel. What part of Israel? Uh, so I was born in a small town called Naria, which is in uh, the north of the country, next to the Lebanese border. Uh, it's on the coast. Uh, it's really the last larger town or I wouldn't call it, call it a city because you know American cities are huge but it was it's like a small town but it's the it's the last big town before reaching Lebanon up north okay okay and you were how old when when your family decided to to move to Paris France so I was uh I was seven or like between six and seven, and then we moved there. I didn't speak a word of French, and but my dad did, but he never spoke really French to us when uh, when I was a kid. So I had to learn French from scratch. And um, I remember at school they were telling my mom to keep speaking uh, other languages to us at home so that we keep the other languages, we don't forget them. 
because at school I would always learn French. So I did a few classes at the same, I mean, a few, yeah, a few classes at the same time. So I learned French and I did the regular classes. Uh, and that's how, you know, I kept moving on and, uh, and, um, and graduating in the end. But, Wonderful. Uh, yeah, I mean, in France is so, um, it's so different than here. Um, you know, kids go to school from from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and then they still go home and have homework. So you really don't have a life besides school. You don't mm. really have time for guitar or dancing or acting. Right. Or, theater wow. or whatever you want. Yeah, it's 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 really different and um and there really isn't anything right or wrong about different educations. It's just that when you go there, uh you learn more because you go to school more. And uh so when you graduate, for example, high school in France, you have the the level of high school plus two or three years of college here. Wow. It's really, it's really, really intense. And I remember really hating it when I was a kid. <laughs> but I can imagine. Back, yeah. But looking back now, you appreciate it. So you do learn a lot, but you learn much less of actual life. So you're really, yeah. in the end, you're really education smart, but you're not really street smart. Got so, it. You know, you you pick you pick your fight. <laughs> right. And, and did you always know that that you wanted to be an actress? Uh, so I started theater when I was seven years old. So like really, really early. I was really, I was so shy. I was, I was sickly shy. I was so shy that I would literally cry when my sister's friend would ask me if I wanted ice cream or anything I would I would just start crying <laughs> and uh, I know and I and I started theater to get myself out of my shy misery and uh it kind of worked um not immediately it took a little while but it worked you know I was a little less shy I was still shy but a little less and um and it was it was fun in the end, and I got the I got the acting bug, and um, I started I started you know performing comedies, uh, comedy acts or stand up comedy for my family at home because you know the I wanted I always wanted to make them laugh because they were it was kind of tense at home, so. That's kind of how I fell in love with it. I loved entertaining. I loved ma- making people laugh. And I loved when people were simply enjoying themselves and not being negative, just, you know, being happy. I love making Did people happy. Did you start that when you came over here already, or was that when you were over? Say that again. I'm sorry. Did you start that when you were already over here? Or no, I was still in France. I was still in France, Yeah. I actually started dancing when I was in Israel, and I loved it. It was modern jazz, and then moving over to France, I started acting. Okay, but so it was how old all more or less. I was seven. It was all stage. It was oh, all wow. theater. Oh. Uh, it was all classic theater because in France, you 
it's it, you know it's more of the the classic Moliere and all those so so when you were cool. seven you actually took it upon yourself to say I don't want to be shy anymore I want to take theater on no it was and, no I think if I remember I think it was my mom I think somebody told my mom maybe, maybe a teacher of mine told my mom and so she decided to uh, and they recommended some acting school theater school and she she just signed me up. And I didn't want to do it at first because I was so scared. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and I did it. And it was good. I'm glad I did yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that just goes to show you that on the other side of your comfort zone is always going to be something to gain from it. Because that's a lot sure. of what I'm... Absol- oh, my God. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the, I think the, the main thing for everything and everybody uh, is to take a first step. The first step is always scary because you don't know, yeah. you don't know where you're going. Any, pretty much anything that's unknown is scary, of but course. you just have to do it. Yeah, exactly. And I almost feel like when you do feel the fear or uh, not being comfortable, that that's a sign that you're doing the right thing almost. It's, as kind of contradictive sure. as it sounds, you know, when you're taking that step forward and you're kind of scared or you're thinking like, why, this isn't me, it's actually really pushing you more towards, to be honest, who you're supposed to be, um, is, is For sure. my opinion. Yeah. So that's amazing. I, I, that I, I agree with you. And the thing yeah. is that you always have to try different things because that's how you find out who you are and what you like. Because at least, well, if you don't try, you don't know. Exactly. That's true. It's, it's, That's it's true. really something that I've said my entire life. If you if you don't try, you don't know. If you don't ask, you don't get. If you know, you always yeah. have to try it out. And at least if you try it and you don't like it, then you know that you don't like it, but you try. Exactly. Yeah. And, and Noah, Noah, what would you say was your was the one of the biggest fears you conquered early on regarding uh, what you wanted to do? Oh my goodness! I had so many fears. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you were talking about the first, so that means am I going back to when I was one year old? Or like, what am I going back to? Well, uh, listen, if you okay. can remember fears when you were a year old, you're great. <laughs> you are phenomenal. I, okay. <laughs> I, I can, I can, I can, I can. Let me wow. tell you this. Okay, all right. So I, I had a cat when I was a kid it was a really mean cat by the way <laughs> but I had a but I had a cat and so you know cats shed right and the cat was on the chair and I didn't want my dad to get mad at the cat so I tried <laughs> so I was like poking the cat to like to get off the chair so then my before my dad comes back and yells at the cat. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that I was, you know, I I didn't want my dad to yell at the cat. So that was like the first kind of like going all the way back now. I was about one. Yeah, yeah, I can remember. (laughs) I can remember because I have a picture. I actually have a picture of when I was about one. I couldn't really, uh, I mean, what is the age where you can't really, you don't really walk yet, but you can stand if you, like, hold on to something? It's probably around that age, right? Yeah. 
Okay, so that's how it was. I was like holding on to the chair to like stand up and poke, you know, on the cat. And, but I couldn't walk yet, so that was the age, and I remember it clearly. <laughs> so, do you remember coming over here and having like your first, I guess, interaction with trying to be an actress, and how when your mom put you in school, how that helped you ultimately reach your goals? I mean, that must have definitely kicked into gear when you came over here because. When you were over there, maybe it was a little stagnant because you weren't putting that to good use. But when you came over here, I'm sure you were, you know, thanking your good graces that you did go through that schooling. Right. Well, here, here was the deal. The deal was <laughs> that I finished school because <laughs> uh, I was, I was very, I was very good in school, and so the deal with my parents was I finished school, and then I do what I want which is exactly what I did. <laughs> wow. I went to school. That's a nice deal. I, uh, I did law. What is it? What That's is a nice deal. I mean, that yeah. I'm sure any kid would take that. Yeah, I mean, um, they they were hoping that eventually I would, you know, like keep doing what I was doing in school. But So I, I studied law and business because I – liked both and I didn't like to choose and I did them both at the same time because I didn't like to spend too much time studying so I was like I'll just knock it out and I did my two masters and then I moved here and I actually I was gonna I was gonna work in whatever I studied but I somehow got back to acting without even really planning on it I started I started, when I came here, I really didn't know anyone. And uh, I started everything from scratch. Um, you know, you move to a new country. I, uh, I, was, I was glad that, you know, I, I had the option to come here because I, I had my papers. I was legal here. So um, I came here. And, but I really, you know, you have to start. You have to start a job, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and I, the people that I met somehow pulled me back in the film industry. I had a friend of mine that needed help with a script, and I was always a really good writer, but I didn't know, um, you know, writing a screenplay is very different. You know, there are rules, et cetera, and I, and I like to know, I like to study and to do everything by the, by the book. You know, there are rules and there are reasons why there are rules in screenwriting and songwriting, etc. So I studied uh, screenwriting. And after I studied that, I helped him out. And then we were casting something else. And then I got to meet somebody else. And then I stumbled onto a, um, a breakdown, an, uh, an open call for a feature film. And I decided to go. I didn't even have a headshot. And I'm going. Wow. I'm thinking, hey, what the hell, you know? <laughs> so I'm going, <laughs> you know, like today I would never do that. But back then I was like, eh, you know, what can happen? <laughs> Worst case, they, they, they tell me to go home and I just go home. So I right. go there and, um, and, I, and I cold read for the lead part, which I didn't know was the lead part. And, um, 
And I, after my audition, uh, the director said, uh, thank you very much. Um, she's like, we have your contact, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really sorry. I don't have headshot and resume. She's like, don't worry, I'll remember you. Anyway, I got a call back, and eventually I booked the role. So, I mean. So when you were not- going into that, you weren't, like, so nervous that you couldn't contain yourself. I mean, that must be a lot of pressure. I was, I was really nervous. Yes, I was definitely nervous. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that was. I think that was my that was my first audition in the U.S. So I was definitely nervous. I did not know wow. what to expect at all. No idea. Now so I know you can't show up without a headshot. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty ballsy. I mean, showing up without a headshot, I think most yeah. people would probably. No, okay, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, but did you eventually get past? I mean, how long did it take for you to get past that kind of nervousness and and uh, you know not knowing where you were going, what you were doing? Did it take a while? Did it come naturally um, after the first time? Being being nervous to go audition, you mean? Yeah. You know, um, it took a while. It did take a while, but, you know, eventually you learn that it's a part of, of the job and you just have to do it because you just have to be confident and, and, and be prepared. I think that that's the number one rule is, is being prepared and uh, yeah. being nervous. All the time. Being nervous about, yeah, being nervous about it is not going to, do anything to you for sure. So just be prepared and do the best that you can because no matter what, even if let's say it's a competition and even if you're the best, does not mean you're going to book it. It just means that you have a better chance to book it, but it still doesn't mean you're going to book it because there's so many other factors uh, that come into auditioning that a lot of people don't know is that, you know, let's say you're auditioning for a commercial, right? And so you have the casting director, you have the client, you have the agency, and possibly a few people per, you know, uh, category, per position. So, oh, and, and you have the director, of course. And so you go, and let's say director loves you, um, the agency likes the other guy and the client uh, is in between. So in the end, they're going to be like, yeah, but you know, um, last time you got to pick. So this time I get to pick kind of thing, you know, it's still random or maybe it's like, Oh no, we want a red top. And we think that the red top looks better on this one. So it's, it, it can be so really so random. So I think that people that go auditioning and, for a long time, for example, and, and they don't book anything, it doesn't mean that they're not good. It just means that, you know, not this time. Keep going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. W- w- would you say that, you know, when you talk about kind of being prepared, would you say that after time you're kind of always prepared to do something impromptu or extemporaneous? You have to. Yes, you have right. to. You absolutely have to. Because a lot of times you have cold reads, which is um, technically they don't give you the script in advance. You don't have time to memorize it. 
you just show up to the audition and they give you a script. It can be uh, it can be three lines. It can be three pages. So right. you have ten minutes. See, that's and it's impressive. I mean, people that just go in there and on the spot memorize. I mean, I don't know if it's just thank me. you. Well, My memory is not that great, but yeah, I mean, it's it's like I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to memorize three pages. It's in an a matter exercise of, and it's a part of the job. And trust me, it's something that you that you just learn. You you know, the thing with France is that the, my education there that has nothing to do with acting, by the way. It is a lot of memorization. So my entire childhood, I was kind of ready for memorizing. You know, I was really good at memorizing, and I always trained my brain. And uh, by the way, as a kid, I loved memory games. I was a big fan. I'm still a big fan of that, by the way. So, oh, okay. Um, you just—it's just a, a training. You just train your brain, and at the end, it's just easier. It's just an exercise, and you have to be ready for it. And you know, you go and. You do the best that you can. Yeah. That's all you can do. And if you're nervous, that is that that cannot be helpful at all. So Yeah. The only so thing you can the, do is perfect whatever whatever you know or um or learn whatever you don't know. Right. So what do you think is the hardest part? Because obviously the memorizing part is not that hard for you, clearly. Um for me on the other hand, I would definitely have difficulty for that. But what is the hardest part? Of the whole of process. my job is, yeah. is honestly, it's interviewing for my job over and over again. It's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. You know, when you interview for a job, a regular job, I would say, you go, you interview, they like you, you get the job, and then yeah. you work. In my job, you get the job. It could be a one-day booking. It could be a one-hour booking. It could be a one-month booking. But after that, you still need to keep interviewing for other for the same job, you know, again, right, and again and right. again. So it's really, it's really that. It's it's having to to do that over and over again, and it really messes up with your brain sometimes because now, you know. Now thinking back. Uh, over your career, and, and you've been you've been in the industry how long now? Um, I started I started TV and film when I was well. Um, it's really difficult because it was really on and off. So I would say, re- oh, oh my God, I'm really looking back. It really was on and off. I really left it and then came back and then left again and then came back and then left again. Uh, so now I do this full, t- let's say I, I'm doing this full time for five years now. Okay. So but, I've been but, in but you've been industry, in the industry longer oh, no, for, than yeah, five for, years. Yes. Yes. For, so, for like 15 years. Right. So, so looking yeah. back on, on your whole time, um, kind of getting back to where Adriana was going earlier, mm-hmm. I think. Um, were there ever any times that you just had a dark moment where you felt like discouraged, oh my God. disappointed? All the time. All the time. And what was oh that goodness. like? Let's let's talk about that. It's um, it feels terrible because it's really, it's really, you know, you know. 
I can hear myself can hear twice me. right now, by the way. Can you guys hear can me guys right? Hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you fine. Okay. Uh, no, okay. I don't hear myself again. Okay, perfect. So um, it was weird. Do, do, it was you, like need, I was, do you need a good psychiatrist to talk to when we're done? No, I was. I, I could hear my voice, which was weird. Uh, there was a delay. Uh, no, uh, so yeah, what it's like? It's um, you know, it's really hard because you know that you're really good at something and it's your job, and then when it gets slow. Or when you're really disappointed by people, it it it, mess, it messes you up. It messes you up. What are you gonna What are you gonna do? You know, it's your job. Right. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember. I mean, I've been on a few castings, mm-hmm. and the feeling of being just kind of like judged, and then when you don't get the call back, and then when you know you just sit there wondering, you're kind of left like why you don't ever really get an answer you know especially me because I was younger when I did it it was just, mm-hmm. it was a good feeling and I just you know you, it's difficult to understand what of goes course. through their mind obviously at the end of the day this is all business for them so they're looking for a certain look or maybe even a certain voice whatever it may be and it has nothing to do with you but of course you feel like it has everything to do with what what you right. did for sure you feel you where, feel rejected yeah, exactly. So and, that and when it's when it's not rejection, it's just you know something yeah. else. It really exactly. isn't rejection, but you take it as now, a rejection. What 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 has helped you when when I'm you sorry, were feeling you're... discouraged? What, what, was what has helped? Yeah, what what has helped you? Whether it's internal or external, what what has helped you get through those tough times? Um, probably family and friends, I would say, you know, you have to have a good, um, a good surrounding and that's definitely helpful. Uh, if you don't have anyone, it's, um, because there were times that I didn't have anyone. Uh, it's really your mental, it, it really tests how strong you are and I've had, some really difficult times and like with other things in my life. So, you know, you think I managed to go through this and this and this and this, I can go through this and you just keep moving. It's, it's not necessarily easy, but you have to, you really have to have a strong mental. It's, it's, it's a test. It's a real life test, you know? And then, you know, you have other times where I would, I can say I was fortunate enough to, to be really busy. So I'm I'm really I'm really happy and I'm really fortunate. I'm feeling very blessed. Yeah. Well, what would you say has been you in your career? And and you've done many things. You've done movies. You've done TV shows. You've done commercials, uh, music videos, <laughs> uh, alongside you know international pop stars. Enrique Iglesias, Pitbull, Shaggy, was, Nick Jonas. What was the beginning of your question? You were breaking up. The very oh, beginning. Oh, I'm sorry. So, so what would you say are some of the highlights of your oh, some career? Some of the highlights. Yes. Okay. Um, we, we know one is coming on this show. So that, so that that's a given. <laughs> of that's course. a given. We understand that. What, what are so, some of the other highlights? <laughs> okay. So I did this 
this real one of the proudest moments was when I did this uh, Miami Beach shot automated selfie stick from a video for um, the the show Unreal season two on Lifetime, and it right. went globally viral. It reached millions of views within hours and it was featured on the today show on nbc on fox business on um, uh, cbs teen vogue mashable um la mag uh, ryan secrets just a bunch of a bunch of shows and it was really 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 big and it went like all over the planet and i was reached out by people in Malaysia and Japan and India and, and South Africa and uh, Morocco, um, Israel, France, Sweden, Germany, Holland. So what was the actual the video about? It was just a, a the video selfie? was a it was it was produced by ThinkMoto. Um, the, it's a production and uh, sort of advertising company that does viral that does videos that generally go viral because they're it's sort of pranks that that video was a prank where i had this fully automated selfie stick where with fans and beauty lights and where the stick was coming out like automatically at the push of the button and um i was pranking people with this with the selfie stick and that was, in a way, a message that it was unreal that redirects you to the actual show, Unreal. So it was okay. a kind of cool, yeah, it was a really cool video. And I don't know, I did some really cool things, too. I did um, a new show uh, on Telemundo, Mi Familia Perfecta. Uh, oh, can you say I, that again? I Mi love the Familia way you Perfecta. Oh, <laughs> You sound like like you're a native. The like absolute, well, I your first just, language. I actually just shot a we just wrapped a movie where I'm the lead villain and I play a Cuban and I I I actually speak both Spanish and uh English with a Cuban accent in the movie. So I had to wow. work on having a Cuban accent in English and in Spanish. So wow. It, wow. it was it was really fun to shoot. And I played this really psycho woman. <laughs> it was great. It was really funny. It's a great uh it's a great movie um based on a true story and we're shooting on location in Miami and it's about uh Santeria, the the Cuban, you know, yes. uh, faith slash cult or religion or you know however you want to call it right so it was it's a very interesting uh film and i can't wait to share more with you and i can't share about yes. it share anything more right now yes uh, no that sounds great i mean the, the last <clears throat> you know there was a movie done back in the 80s that was one of the most realistic movies done on santeria which yeah. um was the believers with Martin Sheen and um Jimmy Smith. Right. And and it takes place in New York City. And you know, one of the things about that movie was that they had uh Mijin Gonzalez Whipler who um is an expert 
on Santeria, <clears throat> who, uh, you know, uh, is a Ph.D. in cultural anthropology from, you know, University of Puerto Rico and Columbia University, who, you know, is, is an expert. And he was the technical advisor on the movie. And it was. Yeah, I, I used to use it for educational presentations. I use that movie it's, as an example. It's a really, uh, it's a really interesting, um, you know, subject for for sure. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I'm I'm definitely it can uh, get looking really forward to creepy doing more. Too. Yes. Yes. Uh, actually, I've I've spoke I spoke to the director yesterday, and she said that uh, uh, she almost finished editing, and after that, it's going to go to special effects, and then it's going to go to uh, scoring the composer and you know a few other things and and then it's gonna be ready. That's wonderful and, and I know yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts to a production. Like oh, you just absolutely. listed a few scoring. Oh, and so much. Special and effects. And you know even even in acting when when you shoot uh, yeah. in a movie. Um, there are so many different variables as well besides, um, you know, besides just memorizing, being on uh, in character, uh, speak with an accent if you need to or speak a different language or, you know, it's all about placement and, and you know, you, you can't talk on top of, you know, you can't move sometimes at the same time or like tap your hands at the same time as you talk because it's going to be, it's going to create an interruption for the sound. You know, everything has to be clear. It's so many things and you always have to remember how you were. And when you, you know, if you moved your right hand in a certain way, when you say that word, you have to do it again the next time because otherwise it's not going to match up the other shots. So, right. you know, when you do it over yeah. over and over again. So there's a lot of variables in just, in, in, in just movie production, but also just acting. And just every single person on set from the cast or the crew, they, they have to know their job front and back. Right. And it's, there are lots of things. So what's would you the most exciting part? of the whole process. I mean, I know we talked about what kind of like the most stressful part of it is, which would be, you know, over and over again with the, the most exciting part is really to, to do your job, to go to set and, and do your job. This is, this is the best feeling ever. And, um, and the other thing is, is, you know, when you shoot with the same people, for an extended period of time when it's a movie, for example, and you shoot for weeks or sometimes for months. Um, they become your family. You see them 12 to 18 hours a day, every day. And, and at the end of the shoot, there's this weird withdrawal thing where the next day you don't see them anymore. And it's like... Yeah. Um, it's a it's a it's a massive like depression for a few days or a week or something. Right. Yeah. It's really weird because you suddenly don't see them anymore and they became your family, you know. Yeah, it's and, like and having a job 
you know, and then like anybody else would have a job and you get close to your coworkers. I know so many friends that have like a, a family within their job and, you know, they do their own weekend things and yeah. then you know, it's always short lived with you guys because it's not always long term. It's right. true. And, and would you, but, and would, yeah. would, would you say Noah that, that um, there are, there are many people that, continue like you know getting together long after they've they've done a a show or movie together sometimes uh and it's a great thing you know you don't always so when you shoot a movie you you know it's it's fantastic As as i said everybody's your family and sometimes you keep in touch and sometimes you notice that you that you found some of your best friends and you and you see some of the people at least all the time and that's amazing that's really right. great i mean one of uh one of my best friends now was the director on set of the soiree which is a a uh, vampire movie that didn't come out yet but you know it's in the process um and he's he's one of my best friends and we've shot so many times together ever since that's great so would you say that yeah. was like really in, 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 i'm sorry in, i'm sorry in, i'm sorry, in, I'm sorry. In, you're, you're breaking up i'm sorry it's breaking up again oh say that again okay. is it better now is it still breaking up no no i'm good yeah you're good now Okay, so would you say, because I remember you telling me you came over here and you really didn't know anybody and you were kind of just starting with a blank slate. So is that what kind of got you into getting acquainted with more people, making friends, actually, you know, having a social circle? Like, how did you make that transition? Because I can imagine that coming from, you know, another country is hard enough and let alone you know i think in hollywood would be very very difficult for sure yes well you know i'm actually a pretty introvert person (laughs) i don't um i don't always i'm i'm let's say i'm 50 50 or 60 40 i i like social events etc but i also like to have a small circle and uh and so i i wouldn't necessarily um, you know automatically would go to people and talk to them i wouldn't mind if people came over and talked to me because don't forget that i still have the the shyness in me <laughs> right. but um so it was it was difficult to get to know people at the beginning and uh well, I've I've lived in Miami for a while now, so I uh, I'm good now. And you know, you choose your own circle, and um, but yeah, it certainly helps. It certainly right. helps meeting people. You know, like like ev- any other job, you meet people when you work. Right. Right. You know where exactly. you work and when you work. We're we're gonna we're gonna take a caller. We have Gigi on the line who has a Aww. question. Okay. For Noah. <laughs> hey, girl, how are you? You sound amazing. Hey, Gigi. So you always. <laughs> Listen, I think um, I want to know, with everything that you have going on, you are always busy, and you're always on top of everything. You've got your career just keep going and going. You have multiple projects. 
going on at one time, all the time. What advice do you have for other women that are out there also trying to accomplish many things at once? What do you do to keep your sanity, to keep your body healthy, and to keep your mind ready to handle all these things? Okay, it's a great honestly, question, Gigi. It's a, it's a really, really good question. Uh, thanks, Gigi. <laughs> uh, I would say that, honestly, um, I, I do tend to get overwhelmed sometimes. And when I do, I learned that I have to stop everything. I stop everything immediately. I clear my brain. I would, I don't know, make some coffee or go out for a walk or go to Pilates turn on the TV, watch a show, something completely different to clear my brain. After that, I will go ahead and take a, literally a pen and a paper, not an iPhone notes, but a pen and a paper, <laughs> and write down all the things that I have to do. Then I will put them in order of deadline, if there's a deadline, and really do it one at a time. Because I think that... A big issue is when you start doing a lot of things at the same time, you feel like you never finish them because they're mm-hmm. all started, but they don't finish. Then stop everything and really start something from beginning to end. And, you know, if, nice. if some Thank things you. are, and if some things depend on other people to be, you know, to be accomplished or to be finished or achieved, you just... Do whatever you can and wait on the other people and keep, you know, uh, following up and then start doing your other thing and finish, finish up. It's really like start and finish, start and finish. Right. Yeah. So do you feel the pressure in maintaining like a certain look or a certain physique? Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So how do you keep up with that? Because I know that so many people... I mean, they take it overboard um, and, yeah. you know, they go the unhealthy routes or, yeah. you know, maybe stress themselves out even more just trying to be up to par. But to be honest, when I look at, you know, TV or, or movie, there's so many different aspects of what they're looking for. You know, there's, there's never not that sure. one, like, model looking. So I right. just think, I wonder why so many actresses and actors are inclined to have that Barbie and Ken kind of look when you see so much diversity in in TV and, and in movies. It's the it's the industry, it's the pressure in the industry and it's it's really sad, but I do feel like it's going back to loving and accepting yourself the way you are. And I promote really on, on, on my social media, I try as much as I can and, and in my life too, but I'm just saying like social media sometimes is easier because you tend to reach more people. I yeah. really tend to promote self-confidence and being natural and loving the yourself the way you are. And, you know, it's okay to eat. <laughs> it's okay <laughs> to gain a few pounds. It's okay to have cellulite and bruises and I don't know, because you're a human being and you bump into doors or whatever, you know, it's okay. Whoever said it was not okay is insane. It's completely okay. And if anything, that's what makes you, everything in you makes you unique. If you start having all the surgeries, et cetera, like other people, you just look like everybody just looks like one person. 
that this is what makes you unique the who you are so um yes the physical appearance is certainly a pressure and i you know and but it's more for healthy reasons and even mental health reasons i like to go to um to parties i do the mega former and you know it keeps me in shape and i really it just makes me feel good you know it's you feel, I feel accomplished after I go. It's like, I did one good thing for myself today. So, yeah. but you can do that or you can do something else. You can meditate or you can, you know, try to be kind to yourself every day. At least right. one time per day. Because I feel like there's so many tasks that need to be accomplished per day. You forget about yourself. Be kind to yourself. Even if, even if it's just, saying something kind to yourself in the mirror or about yourself. You know, everybody's a great human being. They just have to see it and they have to feel it and they have to, to put it out there to the world. Because I think that the more positive people are, the more the world will be as well. I think that's important. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And and what is what is Noah's personal time like? Um, I'm feeling so fortunate to live in Miami. I'm so Miami proud. I love Miami, and I love <laughs> people in Miami. I um, I love the beach. I love water sports. I I I was born I, as I told you in Israel by the beach, so. I love everything that's the beach, the ocean, the water. I need to live by the water. I feel free by the water. Uh, I, I, I just love the outdoors and, and going for a jog or a power walk or just, just anything that has to do with nature. I just love that. And sometimes, even if it means just to lay down and do nothing, Maybe your body needs it, you know. Your body needs right. to recharge, and, and, and that's all. That's all that you need. So tell so you, us so about you... the Grammys, which I see on your social media uh-huh. right now. Because yeah. that must have been super exciting. It's really exciting, of course. It's, um, it's, it's re- I think it's a great um, platform for uh, new performers or, or known performers to, uh, you know, to just to spread, to spread love. And I wish that, you know, they spread more love than, than, than hate. And I wish that they were less political. And I feel like so many award shows have become so political and not necessarily in a good way. I, I don't think that... Um, I think it's okay to be political if you spread love, but not right. not hate. And I feel like the reason why I say that I think that they spread hate is because they spread division. You know, they spread intolerance towards different points of views. And I'm, you know, I have friends. I I'm not affiliated to anything. I am affiliated, again, I'm affiliated to love and positive energy and happiness. 
And that's, that's what I want. And I want people to have different opinions, but I want them to get along and say, okay, you know, it's okay. You think like this and it's okay. I think like that. And it's okay that they think like this and like that. And I just, I just want more tolerance. I actually wrote, I just finished writing a children and illustrating a children's book about tolerance and um, tolerance towards differences and love. And, you know, cause I, I love to spread positive. This, this is, this is what I want because I want more people to be happy. Um, and so I wrote that. I can't talk about it anymore, but um you know, I'll let everybody know on social media. So just, just keep up on there. Yeah. Uh, but I can't wait to release it. It's so cute and it's so colorful. And, um, oh, my God, I, I wish I could talk more about it, but I can't. <laughs> so how do you, besides the book that you wrote, how do you find ways of, you know, encouraging people to love each other? And I mean, because you obviously have somewhat of a platform now, Um yeah. And um, you're able to send a message at least, you know. So how do you use that yeah. to your benefit? I I try to um first of all, a lot of people reach out to me by private message or on as comments. I always try to respond. And you know, sometimes some random people that I don't even know reach out and they tell me that, you know, they're sad or depressed or they have a problem. They don't, they can't find a job and, and, you know, and I try to be there. I just try to be there. Sometimes I don't have time, but sometimes I find the time and I, and I respond and I'm, and I'm there and I tell them not to give up and, and, and keep going and maybe go a different route and, and try some things. I try to listen. And I think that in this world, people need to listen more. I think that a lot of problem nowadays also with kids is that they don't feel that they get attention from maybe from their parents or their surroundings and they turn to other things they turn to social media or they turn to violence or other things that are not necessarily healthy or maybe bad foods or just unhealthy habits and I think that if people were listened to more and given more attention they would be more positive around the world and that's what I try to you know, spread out there, people, you know, just stop for a second and be kind, you know, for, for no reason, just, just to be kind. Right. It's okay yeah. to just, to just, to take, just do it. Yeah. To just do it. Take a minute and be kind, do something kind. And it yeah. costs you nothing. Exactly. It costs you nothing. And you know what? It brings you so much. You can't even imagine. Just start being kind to yourself. Yeah. And you will feel this power and this positive thing inside you. And then you will want to be kind to others because you will want others to feel the same way as you do. It's yeah. so wonderful. And, and as we were talking, I mean, obviously we weren't recording yet, but when we were talking beforehand, I mean, there's a lot of negativity out there. And of course, you get a lot of that through social media. I've gotten a little bit of that yeah. as well. I mean, it's, it's, then, as I was saying before, people are either being driven out of love or because they, they're seeking more love or they need more love. Correct. So I, 
it's so important to respond to the negativity with love. And that's really the only way to overcome that um, because I'm sure you've had your fair share, like I said before, of, of going through that and not letting it affect you. It's really hard though. I mean, you were, you were telling us before, I mean, we can reiterate that now that we're recording, but um, the negativity out there can really overpower some of the positivity. Yeah, it's true. But you just, you just don't let it because then, then it ruins your life. First of all, it ruins at least your day. And, and then, and then the problem is that it makes you, have a negative day and you spread the negativity on, on the rest of the world. And that's not what we want. We want more positive. So just, you have to just block it out and not let it affect you. And if anything, you, you can just eventually, if you want to just feel bad for them because maybe, you know, maybe they don't, don't have anybody to talk to. Yeah. Maybe nobody right. listens to them. Maybe they're really depressed or maybe, there are really bad things that are going on into their lives and they don't, they haven't learned to see the, the class half full. So, you know, maybe they actually need assistance, but right. don't let it, don't let it affect you. Right. If anything, spread more love. I have yeah. a, I have a really good friend of mine that always says one thing when people uh, give him hate he says, kill them with kindness. And it works most of the yeah. time. Absolutely. You know? And, and yeah. you know what? How, how someone is towards you says nothing about you and everything about them. You're right. So, you know, if someone's being nasty to you, it's, it's because, you know, they're so miserable in their own life that they, you know, they just can't. True see anybody happy or come but at the end of the day at the end of the day it 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 doesn't matter if everybody likes you not everybody's going to like you and you know what it's okay it's okay a lot of people want everybody to like them and and it's not necessary i think that as long as you like yourself as long as you're a good human being yeah and and you know you have your surrounding of love and and, and, and friends of family or close friends or even if it's one person or two people. Um, it's so great. It's so much better than, than anything. You don't need more right. than that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah well, and, you know, as far as negativity goes, um, I know that I saw headlines on what you were talking about uh, before Reverend Michael and, that young boy and what happened to him. And to be honest, I couldn't bring myself to, to, to watch that type of negativity, even to read about it, because I just, I feel like there's so much negativity out there. We almost have to push it out of our heads so we can Mm -hmm. leave room for more of the positive. And I mean, I, 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 I was somebody ended up telling me, you know, what happened and I, before I could say, please don't tell me they, they told me. And, you know, I just feel like the news is very infiltrated with a lot of those subjects, which is important to know to a certain extent, but it just becomes so overbearing when you just keep hearing about, you know, negativity that I, I kind of wish that the news 
allowed a little bit more positivity to be amplified. It's true. Unfortunately, a lot of media today is based on emotions and not on not on knowledge necessarily, exactly. and because emotions sell, yeah. and emotions yep. get ratings, and emotions, you know, get money. So, right. um, I I feel a lot of time, more and more nowadays, people don't see what there is to be proud of. They see what they can poke at, what they can, you know, point to. This is wrong. This is bad. This, you know, this mm-hmm. is all negative thing instead of saying okay you know we're we're good i'm good i'm a good human being or maybe this country's great or you know we have a great history we have some things some bad things in our history but we have some great history too and as long as we don't forget the bad things that we did but we can still move on you know it's like it's like when you talk about relationships or things that happen to you that, you know, you can, you don't need to forget, but you can forgive and move on because it's not for them. It's for you. It's for you right. to move on. So I, I kind of feel like it's the same with, with this country or with politics or, politics or with people or with all the things nowadays. You have to right. see the good. Even in, in yourself, you have a really bad day. And instead of like, trying to find, you know, there's always this rule where I, I try to say, uh, you try to say three good things about yourself. Three good things about yourself. When you feel down, say three good things about yourself. And it will start, you know, this is how you do. You, you see the, the, the glass half full, not the half empty. You try, to fix the, you try to fix the problem, but don't forget about the good. Right. That's a good right. that's a good remedy. And and do you yeah. think that um you know obviously you you're you're in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. you're you're a higher profile person than than some other folks and uh you know you're on social media um a lot of a lot of your about your life is available to people at the touch of a button. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's one site here. They're not saying anything, but I mean, you, you may have participated in some of the information that they have, but it's like your, your, your measurements, your shoe size, you know, <laughs> a lot of personal. Yeah, they do. You. They do have that. It seems like there's even, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, bus size, waist size, hips, yeah. cup. Yeah. Size. I mean, it's it's oh, amazing. Everything's out there. Yeah. You know, everything's out there. Um, everything. And I imagine you get your fair share of uh, of weirdos Creepers? reaching out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I can imagine. Of course. You know, I imagine you get your fair share, and and Here's actually, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I I don't mind when they're polite. If they're polite, mm-hmm. it's okay. If they're right. if they get nasty, that's like, mm, yeah, no, you reached that limit right there. No, don't do that. Right. <laughs> right. You know. There's a there's a makeup artist that I know in New York. She works with a lot of models and actresses, and mm-hmm. she herself, I'm not sure if if she's ever been a model. Uh, if she hasn't, then she probably should have been. Very beautiful woman, uh-huh. and. Uh, 
recently had been contacted by someone, um, you know, to arrange a so-called job, which was going to be, you know, in, involving models and actresses, et cetera, et cetera. And um, they were setting her up with an airline ticket and a flight to Texas, wanted her to check it's, into a hotel yeah, to work a on a photo of, shoot. Yeah, there's and, a lot of scam out there. And it turns out that it was a human trafficking group setting yeah. up makeup artists and models yeah. to uh, be drugged and kidnapped and used uh-huh. as sex slaves. Yeah, and, that's, that's, that's actually even worse than what I thought. I thought it was just a scam to get like your bank account and money. Uh, yeah, oh, you have yeah. to be careful, and that's why I suggest that anybody in the industry don't do anything without an agent or a manager. The end. Yes. Don't. Just, just don't. It's yeah. like, yes, they do take a commission. So what? You know, yeah. they do their job too. And, um, but at least you're protected. Yeah, I, but... To that, I will say this. In some of the cases in the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. right, Lisa Guerrero, who, you know, um, is a host and producer on Inside Edition, previously worked as an actress, mm-hmm. um, Myra Sorvino, some of the other folks. Um, I know in Lisa Guerrero's case, her agent at the time, who was also... I believe Steven Seagal's agent, you know, set her up to to go to his hotel room for a supposed audition. Then don't and, go. And it was supposed to, and of course, on his end, he don't he wanted it to be room. something. Don't yeah. go to a hotel room. Don't go to a trailer. Don't listen. I, I'm gonna say something that um, that's absolutely 100 percent true. Okay. Say it. <laughs> so the fact that you go. So two things. The fact that you go to a hotel room, no matter what time of the day or the night, does not entitle anybody to rape you or harass you or do anything to you. However, you're a woman. Be smart. You know, I grew up with my mom. She always told me to be careful about anything, about men in general, you know, Right. Don't, don't trust people, you know? Right. So I'm saying, however, if you are invited to a hotel room or a private house or a trailer or anything where you're going to be alone with somebody, don't go. Right. You want to have a meeting? Say, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm busy today. How about tomorrow for lunch? I'm free at 1 p.m. How about you? I'm pretty flexible tomorrow. How about that? You know? Right. Do that. Schedule a meeting somewhere public. Or if it's an audition, then you go with somebody. Go with your manager or go with your agent. Or go with with anybody, a chaperone, something. Yeah. It's a good point. Nothing nothing good can happen from this. Except... If you agree that it's going to lead to something else and you agree that, you know, you're going to do whatever you're going to do and they're going to do whatever they're going to do to you. So, right. you know, if it's, if it's a transaction, if it's an agreement that it's going to be 
um, no offense to anyone here, and, it's, and I'm just talking business here. If yeah, you agree yeah, yeah. that it's going to be a transaction, sex versus role or sex versus money or whatever, as long as it's legal, <laughs> uh, and you agree to it, then do it. You know, if, if that's right. okay with you, if that's what you want, then, then that's fine, you know? And if right. the other person does not fill in their obligation, then they're, they're in breach of contract. Legally speaking, because I studied law, so I speak like this. <laughs> now, if if you don't want that, then 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 just be smart. I'm not saying they're allowed to, and it's absolutely atrocious what they do, but just don't put yourself in that pos- in the danger and risky position because you're a woman, and and unfortunately, uh, most of us are seen as an object. So yeah, it sucks, but that's life so right. just just accept the facts yeah. and and do whatever you can to protect yourself yeah and, and i think also and 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 i believe lisa guerrero when she when she went she went with somebody else and uh okay perfect and he, you know he was not too happy about that but um, yeah that's too bad you know <laughs> but you yeah, know i i think also bad. You know, because you mentioned an agent earlier. So mm-hmm. obviously you have to vet your agent really well and make sure that they're not going to put you in a situation where they know this person has a certain, any you know, reputation. Agent, any respectable agent would never do that. Right. If they do that, they should, honestly, I'm I'm so sorry, but this this should go like, legal this is not right your agent is there to protect you now if the agent knows then they should let you know hey you know what um this person has a tendency hey if you want to do it do it but it's on you they should always warn you this right. is once and they should always protect you right now there are definitely agents out agents out there they do that don't Better get me sleaze. wrong i know i know models that unfortunately have uh, agencies that 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 send them out there to connect with clients and that is that is so wrong that is so terrible right and I tell them immediately just change your agent it doesn't it doesn't matter how reputable the agency is it's despicable don't do that. Right. Right. And, and, you know, and, and I think you, you brought up some, some good points too, as well, you know, in terms of, you know, have somebody with you, you yeah. know, and, you know, uh, to, to really protect yourself. And, you know, I don't know, is it common practice that the agent would go with you to the meeting? Is that something that's common? Norm- normally, you would go, you would, you would audition at a casting agency. You know, okay. uh, usually you would know the casting agency, or the agent would know the casting agency. Um, personally, also, there's something in life that's called gut. If you have a gut feeling that something's wrong, then something is probably wrong. Right. Right. So absolutely go with your gut, go with your yeah. guts. Really. If you feel like it's wrong to go alone, don't go alone. Protect yourself right. because then you can't go back. Once you're raped, you're raped. That's it. You're right. scarred. You're going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be pretty deep. So 
Um, try not to put yourself in, in those positions. To not, not so anybody says anything, but to protect yourself. Because you don't want to be put in that position of being harassed or raped or God knows what. So Right. Right. I, I've, I mean, I have been harassed, you know, and I, I, you know, I complained to my agent and she said that she will, it was already Friday night. So she said that she will call the SAG office on Monday morning. So that's what she did. But I'm, I'm just saying, if I weren't the, the, the strong woman that I was today, right. I don't, I don't know what I would have done. But they, right. some of those people are really, really persistent and really, really disgusting. They're disgusting right. people. They're disgusting human beings, you know? They really right. are. And the right. problem is that the Me Too movement, I, I don't believe they're going to do anything about it. Because the truth is, if I start naming names, oh, my God, my, my career is over. Right. And that's the, that's the truth. That's right. the truth. Yeah, and and you know, uh, my my kudos to to all the people that have stepped up. I I, I think that uh, um, Gretchen Carlson may have been um, the first um, to to actually come out, you know, against uh, Roger mm-hmm. Ailes from Fox News. Um, right. I, I just want to pause for a second because I know Adriana has to has to get going. She has another commitment. Adriana, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure speaking to you, Noah. And oh, we'll definitely of course. Thank you so much. much. Thank you. Okay, guys, have a great yes. Day. You too. Thanks, Adriana. Okay, bye-bye. Um, you know, I, I know that uh, – I, I believe – I could be wrong, but I, I think that Gretchen Carlson was the one that really started – this whole thing when she came out against Roger Ailes and, and I think everything else started to kind of fall into place and people felt empowered to step up and say something. I know they had been right. previous accusations against Steven Seagal, against Sylvester Stallone. And but the, the other thing too is, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's 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 just a tough it's just a tough position, and yes. um, and all I can say is is try to avoid risky situations the best as you can, and even then you might still you know be at risk because you're right. a woman period you know and it sucks yeah, but it's life right but, you know. Yeah, I mean it's it's great that 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 some came came out and named names and um and I hope that more and more um it will prevent um future uh future harassment. Now, I I also think there's a big there's a big thing too of like misinterpreting harassment as well. And that's another yes. issue. That's another issue. Um, I think that a lot of people that it's it's creating another issue now that 
people are being overly precautious about things, you know, and they're not being natural about things anymore because they're afraid that everything and anything could be misinterpreted as, as harassment. So that's, that's like another discussion, like, (laughs) you know, right. Right. Yeah. yeah, Because yeah. Well, one person may, may consider harassment. Someone else may not, you know, yeah. or they they may be misinterpreting someone's kindness. They may be, you know, who knows? Who knows? There could be a variety of of factors involved. But, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, common sense and gut instinct, as you mentioned earlier, you know, uh, feelings are not always fact. But, you know, sometimes... Uh, if you if you think you're misunderstanding someone or misinterpreting someone, the best thing to do is to ask them the question. Just ask for clarification. Honestly, absolutely. You know? <laughs> Communication. Communicating yeah. absolutely it's something that we forget to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, just just be very clear and direct. Yeah, and, I agree. And, you know, and I, I think that you know, clear communication cuts down on a lot of things, on a lot of issues. Yeah, I, I just think that sometimes some people have, like, you know, uh, really misplaced, for example, sense of humor. And mm-hmm. what are you going to do about it? I, I personally don't find it, I don't think it's harassment. I think yeah. it's just stupidity. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are so many things that I'm that I think that I'm more tolerant about because I've seen so many bad things in my industry or, or actually other industries as well, just in life in general from different kinds of people that, you know, I'm more like, uh, whatever, you know, now if they make you feel really uncomfortable that your guts are like, Oh my God, I need to escape. This is, you know, it's wrong. This is like, but again, we're going, we're getting back to the gut feeling where, you know it's wrong, you know? Correct. If it's Correct. just uh, like a little remark that's like uncomfortable, that that's like not right or misplaced, then, you know, it is what it is. Right. I, I understand. And um, what, uh, what can we expect in the future for Noah? What's on Noah's list? Oh, my God. So, um so I have this Santeria movie that's going to come out, I hope, soon enough. Uh, I love your this... Spanish accent. I got to tell you Gracias. again. Gracias. <laughs> Thank yes. you so much. Um, bien hecho. Bien hecho. Yeah. Um, and there's another movie uh, that's, that I'm going to start shooting this week called Britain. Uh, uh, it's all on IMDb. I'm going to post the post. Uh, I'm, gonna, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was the name you, you, you broke up? The Driven. The Driven, it's called okay. Driven. And uh, what else? So we did. We already shot the poster. We're going to start shooting soon this week. And, uh, and I have a few more. Then I have the book. And I have a lot of other projects that I can't really talk about. But I'm really, really excited. And I keep my social media and website as much updated as I can. So just, you know, keep it up on there and I'll update everybody. 
So so you're going to have to come back on the show because, you know, you've left us hanging with a few things now. You mean for a five-hour show this time? <laughs> <laughs> you've, nev- you've left us with a few things here, you know, that you couldn't talk about yet. So that means that you're going to have to come back. Talk about. Come I on. know, I know. But you're going to have to come back and at least, you know, when, when it's out, you know, Absolutely. we can talk about the book. Yes. And I can get an autographed copy. Absolutely. And and, Absolutely. Uh, and we can we can talk about the movie. Awesome. You know, Absolutely. and yes. and talk about anything else that uh, that you want to talk about. Pretty much anything. I love to talk about everything. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank and, and, you, you know, so much for having yes. me on the show. Thank you. And, you know, you're welcome to come back anytime. You Thank have you. a you have an open invitation. Thank you very much. I really you know, I know you're it. I know you're busy and I appreciate you making the time for us today. We made it. We ended up making yes. it. We did it. <laughs> we did. We've been working on trying to get this on the books for a while. But Absolutely. you know what? It you know, it happens when it's supposed to. Absolutely. Yes. That that's And thank that's you when to the happens. listeners and thank you, Gigi, for calling and asking the question. And yes. thank you everybody. Absolutely. I want to give your website out again. It's www.noahlindberg.com. That's Noah, N-O-A, Lindbergh, L-I-N-D-B-E-R-G.com. Also, you know, you can follow her on Twitter. Um, and it's Noah Lindbergh, at Noah Lindbergh. And uh, on Instagram, and I believe your Instagram is Everywhere the same, correct? Everywhere is the same. Everywhere All is right. the same. At Noah Lindbergh on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, the only one that's different is Snapchat because somebody took my name. <laughs> it's oh, not no. I know. <laughs> that's crazy. So I know. They, they, they went on it before me because at the beginning I couldn't understand Snapchat, so I just refused to go on Snapchat, and then I got the bug. So now I am on, I am on Snapchat, and it's at the Noah Lindbergh. Okay. That's not too bad. No. But you know, contact that person. Say they gotta give up they gotta give up the name. No, it's okay. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Well thank you again, Todaraba. Thank you very uh, much. Very much appreciate you coming on. I hope uh I hope to be in touch soon. Absolutely. uh, Have a wonderful day and God bless. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So that was Noah Lindbergh, and uh, we, uh, we're so happy that she was able to, uh, to join us. She's very busy, and it took us a while to, uh, to set up the interview. I'm, I'm once again appreciative that she was able to do it. Um, and that's going to be a wrap for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Michael Calderon Show. Uh, if you have an idea for a show, and you want to send us a message through the Facebook, uh, I'm sorry, through the show page, then by all means, send us a message. Uh, any ideas you have for a show, questions or comments, uh, even if you have a question or a comment for someone who's been a guest on the show, uh, let us know and we will get that message to them and hopefully get you an answer pretty quickly. Thank you so much. 
and uh, God bless you. And um, we will uh, be back for our next show. Stay tuned. Keep watching uh, the show page and social media for uh, information on our next show. Take care.